We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Twenty minutes a day. 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Pack a Day Podcast. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thank you so much for making this part of your day. My name is Nick Schmitz, and I will be your host on this Sunday, January 1st, New Year's Day. New Year's Day. Happy New Year, everyone. Hopefully, you had some type of fun on New Year's Eve. Um, you know, speaking of New Year's Eve, Jimmy, let's start with this. Uh, mm. This was something I was hearing on the radio earlier this this week. Uh, did you do anything for New Year's Eve? Like, it feels like when I was younger, like it was a bigger deal. And now that I'm 30, like my wife literally asked me like, hey, like what time does like our like New Year start? And I was like 430 and we're done by like six because we're old. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but d- did you do anything for New Year's Eve? Like, is that something that you and Des, do, do you guys do anything? Um, it, it feels like over the years, I don't know if it's just for the older you get, like the less exciting it is. Um, or if New Year's Eve just in general as like a holiday has kind of just fallen by the wayside. But like, I know I couldn't tell you the last time I stayed up till midnight to, yeah, to, 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 to see, to see the new year, so to speak. Yeah, no, I, uh, when I was younger, like, especially when you're high school, college, and it's just pretty much just a drinking holiday. Like it's fun. <laughs> then I got old and hangovers got way worse and. I just started going to bed at like nine o'clock. Like it got to the point, especially now with kids. Like if I'm up, if I'm, if I ring in the new year, I'm miserable. I hate myself. I'd much rather be in bed by like nine o'clock. <laughs> so tonight so, that is my plan in bed by nine o'clock in bed by nine. Now. So your kids are how old again? Uh, my daughter's four. My son's one and a half. 
So your daughter, is she at, at four? Does she kind of have an idea of like New Year's Eve? Is she like, or does she not really care? Like, I, I guess I don't know enough about, I, I'll figure it out as I go here since my son is four months old, but does she have any yeah. concept of New Year's Eve? No, it's pretty much just a, to her, I think it's just a day she gets to eat extra treats and stay up like a little bit longer, <laughs> like 8.30 instead of 7.30. So to her, I <laughs> okay. think it's just like little, little things like that. I don't think she even knows. What okay, so she hasn't hit that that age yet of where she's like, oh, dad, I want to stay up till midnight because it's a good excuse for young kids to bully their parents into staying up late. Honestly, not yet. But she also has my genes. So like what normal four-year-olds are doing, she's a couple years behind. So <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, Abby, I love you. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, all right. Well, hopefully everybody had a good and safe New Year's Eve. Uh Hopefully you are enjoying your New Year's Day so far. Uh, no college football today like we would normally have the, the New Year's Day games because, uh, well, the NFL is on and college football wisely said, you know what, we'll just schedule everything around you guys. And so Monday, if, you, if you're not working, you got your New Year's Day six games. But uh, today, NFL slate and Green Bay, Jimmy, coming into today three 25 kickoff at Lambeau playing the Vikings. They're in obviously must win situation at this point. Got to win out and need the commanders to lose one of two at this point. Feels very doable. Uh, and something yeah. interesting that I had told you before the show, uh, just kind of an interesting factoid. So last year, Green Bay played the Vikings second to last game of the season at Lambeau, like they're doing again this year. This year, Minnesota comes into the game 12 and three. Packers come in at seven and eight. Last year, when these two teams played, Green Bay was twelve and three, and the Vikings were seven and eight. So interesting, just how one year you flip that around. But um, obviously, a big game for Green Bay, Jimmy. Yeah. And the you know the the thing that I find most interesting throughout this week that you know has kind of been a big talking point is. I've seen a lot of people talk about how Green Bay is like a three or a three and a half point favorite, something like that. Um, usually when you see three, three and a half points, that's just a, a home field advantage, uh, you know, line spread there. And a lot of people have been saying, oh, you know, it's insulting that the, you know, the Vikings, you know, that they're not favorited. You know, Green Bay shouldn't be favorited in this game. And yet the Vikings are what, 11 and 0 in one possession games, which which is fine, uh, and kudos yeah. to the Vikings, but it, but it also tells you that, you know, at this point they've played, what, 12 and 3, they've played 15 games, only four of them have yeah. not been one possession. So it's, it's um, suffice to say that this game is more than likely going to be a close one. That doesn't necessarily mean that Green Bay for sure wins it, but yeah. uh, just with the way the Vikings have played this year, they've been winning it where it counts, which is obviously – at the end of the day, the only thing that really matters, but uh, you know, I fully expect I would be more surprised given that it's at home and the Packers have kind of, it seems like they've figured some things out. I would be very surprised even if Minnesota wins the game, if it's not competitive or not close. Yeah, no, I'm with you too. I don't, uh, I don't see this being a, a blowout on, on either end. Um, I just think especially the style of play the Packers have right now, even, especially if Kristen Watson's out, like we're not going to have that big splash play ability to take advantage of the, the Vikings defense like that. So I think it's going to be a grinded out style on from uh, the Packers offense. And 
hopefully our defense can do something, but I think it's definitely going to be a close game too. So a three and a half makes sense though. Like if the, if the lions get three points at home, we ha- we better be getting three and a half points at January 1st and cold ass Lambo. Like it just makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, just kind of looking at the injury report here, uh, you know, kind of the two big players that you really don't want to see on the injury list right now are Christian Watson and Keyshawn Nixon. Um, yeah. Keyshawn, obviously, for the special teams that he has provided over the last several weeks, I would argue he's not as important as Christian Watson. I would think that it would be a really big blow to this Packers offense not to have Christian Watson. He seemed, you know, he's clearly figured it out. He and Rodgers have some type of rapport at this point. And it it just, it feels like, it feels like if Green Bay is going to have a shot of winning this game, either Watson's got to play or they're just going to need an absolute game from Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, and their defense. Like I, yep. you know, if if Watson doesn't play, it takes away too many big plays. But um, otherwise, Green Bay relatively healthy. We've heard reports that uh, Matt Lafleur fully expects David Bakhtiari to play, so that would be nice to have him back. Um, but uh, yeah, Packers come into this game relatively healthy, and I mean. You know, the Vikings, their injury list is pretty short. Garrett Bradbury and James Lynch. Um, I don't even know who James Lynch is, so something tells me he's um, not an integral part. Yeah, he's not an integral part of their defense. But uh, Garrett Bradbury, I believe he's their starting center. Um, He will not play. And so – but that's that's good as far as what you're looking for. Two teams coming into this game, both relatively healthy. Yeah. No, absolutely. It's a – this is probably the healthiest I feel like we've been in a while. Uh, it does suck though. Like we finally had our wide receiver room together and then Watson now is questionable with his hip injury. And it's, if there's a game where he could have went off like he has in the past, it was this one with, um, I saw on Twitter too, Peter Bukowski put out that the Vikings lead, uh, lead the league in explosive plays allowed on defense. So like that would have been, there's so many like demons that can be rectified in this game of Watson catching a big pass for a touchdown LaFleur using Aaron Jones correctly. Like he did not do in week one, our defense trying to do anything to stop the Vikings offense. Like so far pieces are falling into place. Hopefully uh, Watson's there because if he's able to play, it could be a huge game from him. Absolutely. And you know, that Christian Watson would love to be able to play and get redemption for that week one drop. Uh, not necessarily that he needs to, you know, haul off and catch a 75-yard touchdown, although that would be great. But you know that this game probably means a little bit more to him given how week one went. Uh, a yeah. couple other interesting uh, pieces of news for the Packers here. Uh, so the Packers elevated kicker, uh, I, I hope I'm saying his name right, Ramiz Ahmed, uh, to the active roster and running back uh, Tyler Goodson. So, and from what I'm seeing, it looks like Ahmed is going to be doing kickoffs. So I think Mason, I think they're going to have two kickers and it sounds like Mason Crosby will still kick field goals. Uh, But with the cold weather, um, as much as I love Mason Crosby and I have to be very nice of how I speak about him uh, whenever I talk about him, because my wife absolutely loves Mason Crosby. uh, It it can't be denied that he does not have the leg that he used to. Uh, He's still a very solid, reliable kicker, but um, he's not getting anywhere close to, 
he's not getting anywhere close to the end zone on kickoff. So, and then Tyler Goodson, it sounds like he might be doing some type of kick returns um, from just a little bit I've been seeing on, on Twitter, but uh, two interesting notes there of just um, transactions to keep an eye on uh, for the game today. Uh, Jimmy, you wanted to talk about, and I'm sure it's been talked about to death this week already, but uh, Jair Alexander's comments from earlier in the week about Justin Jefferson uh, and his week one performance being a fluke. Yeah. Um, let's dive into that a little bit because I've got some thoughts on it, but uh, I'll start with yeah. you. I, I know you, this was something you wanted to touch upon. Well, like obviously going into any Vikings game, like the key to any team success is is trying to slow down as much as you can't stop Justin Jefferson, but slowing him down as much as possible. And for, <laughs> for Jair to say his first, uh, his first game or week one was a fluke was just very asinine. And I get, that's just Jair overly confident, cocky, like most defensive backs in the NFL, you kind of have to be, to be able to do it at such a high level, but that was not a fluke on his end. That was just our defense playing incredibly poor him getting burned on routes, everybody getting burned on routes we had darnell savage in there like i think it was the farthest thing from a fluke and we're probably lucky he didn't go for over 200 yards and like five touchdowns that game because he he torched them he torched them that was that was absolutely no fluke our defense just sucked yeah well and you know i believe i saw that i think it was last week or the week before justin jefferson has broken two of randy moss's receiving records um, so I don't think you do that by having fluke games. Um, yeah. And I get, you know, you know, I've, I, and I've seen people say like, oh, well, what is he supposed to say? And it's like, well, you could say, you know, like, hey, he's really good and we didn't play well. But, you know, we've got, we, you know, we've made some changes since week one and and we're, we're going to make things difficult for him. But, you know, because saying it's a fluke is, you know, almost insulting to Justin. And again, I'm not a Viking fan, but if you have eyeballs, you you know that Justin Jefferson is a top five wide receiver in this league. He and does. Like, he's been. I was say just with that too. It's like there. I, some people don't believe in. I don't think, but the whole bulletin board material when you have someone mm-hmm. saying like that, and I just don't. I don't enjoy just looking at the other team. Like who's their best player? Okay, let's insult them and have them come into the game pissed off and extra motivated to make us look dumb because the last person I want that to have that like to have that kind of motivation is Justin Jefferson. He torches us enough. We don't need to give him more. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, and, you know, it would also be a different thing if, like, week one had been, like, last year against the Saints where, like, all phases of the game sucked, but the team kind of figured it out. But this defense hasn't really figured anything out this year. So it's not like it's not like you can point to it and say, well, we weren't ready to play, and, like, the rest of the year the defense has been solid. Like, this defense has been pretty poor the entire season. Yeah, Absolutely. And last week it was all initially it was great because we're like, oh, we shut the Dolphins down in the second half. And it's like, oh, wait, we concussed Tua and they let him stay in there. So we shut the Dolphins down in the second half. Like our defense didn't play that well. They just were playing with a quarterback who should not have been on the field. So going into this game now, you can't really have that much confidence off of that. Like because of those circumstances, like it's hard to carry that in, like unless their game plan is to concuss cousins and, have the Vikings keep him in. Otherwise, you can't really bring that week to week. I don't know. Game plan against Kirk Cousins this week should be every time he comes onto the field, somebody just let him know what time of day it is. Yeah, like, and it's, it's not, it's not <laughs> hey, 12 o'clock. Hey, this isn't this isn't a noon kickoff here, buddy. This is uh this is prime time. Everybody's watching you. That's <laughs> uh that's the game plan against cousins. But um yeah, I mean, Jimmy, what are you kind of looking forward to in this game? What are some things that you're going to be keeping an eye on throughout the day? Uh, I think the biggest one and I th- a lot of people are talking about is just seeing what Devontae Wyatt does on that defensive line. I'm really excited that it sucks Dean Lowry's out. Um, is he the best? No. Is he serviceable? Yes. But just to see more of Devontae Wyatt and the splash plays that he has done on those limited snaps, seeing him get a lot more playing time next to Kenny Clark, um, is going to be fantastic. Preston Smith, I feel, has been playing pretty well the last few last few weeks. I know there's some games where it seems he disappears, but um, hopefully Cole that Lambo going against uh, Zadarius on the other defense as well. Just seeing, uh, hopefully he has a little motivation to outdo him. But I'm excited to see what our uh, what our defensive line can do getting to Kirk Cousins. We didn't get him, we didn't sack him that much week one, if I remember correctly. So like just having a chance to maybe put him on his back a little bit, force him in some uncomfortable throws. Um, and then on the offensive side, it's hopefully as long as Aaron Jones is healthy and his knee and ankle aren't bothering him too much, just using him correctly this week and having him and AJ Dillon just be, be the focus of that offense. And AJ Dillon wears down the defense and you have Aaron Jones in there to make those big splash runs, I think will be great. And then everything you got Aaron Rodgers doing play action off of that, I think is just going to be the recipe of success. So hopefully they can all put it together, but their, their record is good. They're great in close games, but I, even after that week one loss against the Vikings, like I'm not going into this game like that worried about it. Like I'm not, I'm not confident we're going to win, but like you were saying in the beginning, I'm not like worried we're going to get our, our butts kicked either. It's going to be a good game. And I think as long as we kind of stick to stick to the game plan, that's made us successful and kind of get back on track. Like this should be a Packers victory. 
Yeah, and I think I'm going to be interested to see how aggressive they are in their decision making. Last week against the Dolphins, you know, they had that fake punt which looked atrocious. Yeah. Um, but you know, there were there were several times they went for it on fourth down. They were very aggressive last week. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, they were very aggressive last week, and I, I'll, I'm going to be interested to see if they keep that up because I mean, you're you're hitting that weird stage now with two games left, where like the last couple of weeks, it's like. You know, all right. You, you know, so last week it was all right. You still got to win all three games, and somebody's got to lose two games, right? And so you feel like you've got nothing to lose. Now you're like, all right, we got two games at home, which are winnable games, and we only need one loss, and we can make the playoffs. And so that starts to seep in your mind. You kind of go from all right, it's it's kind of a long shot to all right, like there's a you know, you know. It's not that it's for sure going to happen, but, you know, you, you get a, a sense that, hey, we take care of our business. Like we got a pretty good chance of of making the playoffs. And so how much does that seep in? And do you become more conservative then because you don't necessarily want to give away momentum or anything? So I'm going to be really interested to see how aggressive Green Bay is. Hopefully they don't put themselves in too many situations where they have to be overly aggressive. But uh, for me personally, that's definitely um, that's what I'm going to be keeping an eye on is is how aggressive they are um, in in fourth down situations. So, um, well, Jimmy, uh, let's wrap things up here. Um, just a quick kind of overview of the game. Uh, give, give me a prediction and uh, a final score for for the game today. Yeah, I. Uh... I'm actually going to be at this one. So I'm very, uh, I'm pumped about that. My dad and I are going. So I think just my presence there is going to probably give him the victory. Um, that being said, before I do the prediction, please, anyone that's listening to this before la- going to Lambo, if you're going to Lambo, please be loud because it is so embarrassing to have to have your coach at a press conference tell you to stand up and cheer for your team. Like, I feel like that should just be like a, a normal thing of like, hey, I'm going to this game and there's a big advantage if we're loud when the other team's on offense, like, let's do that. Um, but I don't know, man. I'm I'm weirdly – I don't want to say I'm confident because that's going to bite me in the butt. Uh, I think there's going to be – like we've been saying, I think it's going to be a tough one. Uh, it's a division game. It's always going to be a tough battle. Uh, but I think the Packers pull this one out. Uh, I think our defense does enough to – slow down Justin Jefferson a little. I still think he has like a hundred yards receiving and probably a touchdown because it's him, but that's an improvement of 189 and two touchdowns from week one. So, uh, and I think our offense is in a much, much better spot than it was uh, the last time we played. I, uh, I think the Packers win this one 27 to 21. 27, 21 does I, you know, I'm with you, Jimmy. I feel optimistic about it. Um, You know, Again, the Vikings are 12 and 3, but you know, and being 11 and 0 in one score games is obviously you're doing what you, they're doing what they need to do to win these close games. Yeah. But it 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 tells me that they're, you know, and I mean, being a division rival, you see more of them than other teams. I mean, I I'm just thinking about their record, you know, like they should have lost to the Bills, yeah. right? So that's four losses on the season if they lose that game. Should have lost to the Colts. That's five losses on yep. the season. I mean, 
you know, this Vikings team could easily have, you know, should have lost to the Jets too. They they dropped the touchdown at the end. Uh, yeah, so I mean, you could be easily talking about a Vikings team that has six losses. Now yeah. they don't. So again, they're 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 doing what they need to do in these close games. But it tells me that, and I I will say this: if if this game is not close for Green Bay, if they lose and it's not close, yes, they're still mathematically, uh, you know, in the in the playoff hunt. They would just need Washington. Well. I guess depends on what Washington does before the game. But if Washington would lose out, Green Bay could still lose and get some help in week 18. But given this Vikings team, if the, if the Packers losing this game is not close, the Packers shouldn't make the playoffs because this is a Vikings team that does not put people away. And so yep. if you can't keep a close game at home against a team that does that, you're not a playoff team. But I am optimistic. Um, my feeling is that it's going to be – a game-winning field goal for one of these two teams. Okay. It just that's what it feels like. And I don't – I'm sure some of it's biased, but I don't know. I, I th- Green Bay <clears throat> definitely has – the Vikings have quite a bit to play for still. They're still chasing after that one seed. Yeah. But, but again, if like the difference between the two teams right now is Green Bay is going into the game knowing that if they lose, they're they're basically eliminated. Their season's over if they lose. If the Vikings lose, like, you know, yeah, one seed's going to be hard if not impossible. Yeah. But you know, they're still going to the playoffs. They're going to be hosting a home game. Yep. You know, so it, it just feels like there's going to be more urgency for for Green Bay. So I'm going to take Green Bay just because of that urgency factor. They're playing at home. Um, and, and I think there's, you know, again, it's been a long time since these two teams have played each other. So I would say whatever, whatever we learned in week one, other than Justin Jefferson's really good at football, you can throw the rest of it out the window. Yep. Um, so as long as green Bay doesn't let Justin Jefferson do what he did in week one, I think green Bay can pull it out, but I still think it's a, a field goal game. I think one of these two teams kicks a field goal at the end of the game to win it. And I think it's going to be green Bay. So, yeah. um, well, Jimmy, let's wrap things up here uh, real quickly. People want to get in touch with you, follow your work. How can they do that? Follow me on Twitter at Jimmy underscore C08. Uh, also, shameless plug on Lombardi's Bar. Uh, we just had Kenny Clark on this past Wednesday. He had a, about 25-minute interview, talked about Devontae Wyatt, uh, defensive schemes, things he's seen that's been impressive, his input on the defense, as well as uh, – a little plan that we're having to get him uh, on the offense to run a wheel route. So uh, give that interview a listen. Uh, uh, Kenny Clark's always fun to fun to have. So if you haven't checked it out, do me a favor, check it out. Even if it's just to say that it sucked, that's fine because it's a view for me. So please do that. All right. Awesome. And as always, you can find me on Twitter at producer Nick LB. Um, not a whole lot going on for me. So uh, enjoy your New Year's Day, everyone. Enjoy the game. And Let's hope the Packers bring home a W and keep that playoff hope alive going into Week 18. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. And as always, Go Pack Go! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. 
If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.